You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director. How are you, Mark? Good. What a beautiful day in Chicago. My wife drove me down, and we just both commented, this is a beautiful day. Spring day. It was a beautiful day yesterday, a bit cool, but a little bit uh, beautiful, sunny. Today's gorgeous. Saturday, which was ordination to the priesthood of the Archdiocese, rainy, kind of a cold day, but it was a glorious day in the cathedral. And Friday was a beautiful, about, about 85 degrees. It was a and, summer day. And I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised. Sunday, I was planting flowers in Are front of our house. Are you a gardener? Uh, a little bit. I, I when we had we have a condo now, so we have a few things. But when we had our big bungalow on Washtenaw, we did flower boxes, we did the front, we did the back. I so loved you it. and Mary together. Gardeners. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I was. My She's lady, more. Mario, my sister, was a gardener. Really, and loved planting and gardens and vegetables. What about growing up? Did you? What, what about growing up? Maria yeah, does a little bit, but I was never a gardener. No. I don't have the green thumb. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, our number two three one two two five five eight four zero eight here on Catholic Chicago. Tremendous program lined up today. We get to know six of the men who ordained permanent deacons at Holy Name Cathedral on Saturday, May fourteenth. First up, we have Manuel Ruiz, who serves the community of Our Lady of the Heights in Chicago Heights, and Roberto Reyes, who serves the community of Santa Maria. Magdalena in Blue Island. Manuel and Roberto, congratulations and welcome to the program this morning. How are you, gentlemen? Thank you. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, Father. Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you, you for the invitation. Well, doing thank great. you. Uh, have you come off the cloud from Saturday, May 14th, when you were ordained permanent deacons? Are you still kind of up there on the cloud and um, ecstatic? Manuel? Are you still joyful? Well, it's it's really, really, it's something really, really nice. It's just like some dreams came true. So it's, I was ready to start, you know, like living the dream. I took out the nation. Actually, the dream is come true. Are you at work, Manuel? Where are you, Manuel? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. I, I have to be. Attending my my job, I was okay. asking for the time out, but unfortunately, when a co-worker uh, did not show up, so I had to spend 
right here and we're taking this up. What do you do for what do you do for a living, Manuel? I'm a welder. A welder. Yeah, That's I'm a welder. Nice. How about you, Roberto? Well, I do home renovations, and I'm a technician for HVAC. Uh, and my wife and I are now beginning a venture um, doing uh, green energy solar panels for the community, yeah. working with the state program. That's marvelous. Now the thing is, ordained permanent deacons. See, when I was ordained a transitional deacon in May of 1978, then a year later ordained to the priesthood for the archdiocese. So in, in both your cases, along with your classmates, ordained permanent deacons. And are both of you married? Yes, I'm married. Yes, yes I'm married. I was married for 25 years. How many children, right. Manuel? I got three girls. Uh I got 22, 23, 22, and 18. Also, they're a little bit older. How about you, Roberto? Well, I have a beautiful daughter, which is about to turn 21 uh, next month in a couple of weeks. And my son, which is now 22, uh, almost 22, and he uh, graduated from UIC uh, just the day before we did from uh, Mandalay. Oh, congratulations. Now, what was your family, both of you, Roberto and Manuel, what was your family's reaction to, first of all, you saying you wanted to pursue the diaconate and then the ordination? I think that in in my case, uh, we talked uh, long about it. We asked uh, first in prayer, uh, my wife and I, and, and we went to a discernment process. Uh, we had a family meeting, the four of us. And we asked our kids uh, if they'd be willing to go along with the ride mm -hmm. with us. Uh, and we asked them that the only requirement for them is to live a Christian life, a Catholic life. Uh, they agree. So with that and their support, uh, we uh, did say yes. We responded yes to the call that had been on the process for about 15 years only. Wow. Wow. How about for you, Manuel? It was uh, really nice, uh, the support of my family. When I expressed myself to to my kids and my girls, uh, what I, I want to take this, this journey, it was, the, it was so happy for me because they actually agree. They tell me, go for it. If that's what you want and that's what you think calling you for, go for it. Thank God my girls, they was uh, acting in a youth group and uh, and I perish, so they understand what what they're going through, and they very they very very supportive. All this all this process it was something that I can be grateful to my my family. They actually support me very very much. Now, if we back up a little bit, uh, Roberto, you just didn't poof become a permanent deacon. Were you approached years ago by your pastor to have you consider? The diaconate. So tell us the story of how you even entered into the program. Well, about 15 years ago, uh, the deacons in my community, uh, back then was St. Benedict Church, and now St. Mary Magdalene in Blue Island, uh, they um, extended an invitation. And then a couple other people in the community, just lay people, members of us, like my wife and my kids and I, just in the pew, said, why don't you go and become a deacon? And I always, always had to say, no, my kids are too little. I have too many things to do. Um, I, I don't think it's, it's something for me. 
but you know, by little by little, it just starts to build up in your heart that it's a calling. Uh, uh, many times that you can say, are you going to go this year? Are you going to go next year? And I always said no. Uh, we asked uh, the pastor back then what was required for us to go through the formation. And he told us, well, you need to be involved in the parish and you need to be doing this and you're doing that. Um, I was a member of the uh, parish financial council for a few years. And then after that, uh, my wife and I became, uh, my wife, a Eucharistic minister. Um, and then I become a, a, um, attending to the sick to bring the Holy Communion to the people, to the homebound. And I've been doing that for a few years now. Uh, and then the invitation came on and, and you know, I, that's when the discernment, actually the heart discernment and the prayer time come to, to respond finally to God's calling. Beautiful. Manuel, what about your journey? It was a little bit, you know, this, I, I feel in my call actually when, uh, I was going to be a priest when I was little. Oh. So. I, I started my, actually my journey, that's the way I'm feeling, is uh, um, when I was 15 years old, when I still live in Mexico, I was got my first experience to live in a, a spiritual retreat uh, for adults. So after that, I was serving God for almost two years, try to spread in the work to, to the gang members on the streets. So after that, I, uh, I stayed out of the church for 20 years. Wow. And God let me, let me live in my life for all this time until actually got another experience to live in a Emmaus retreat right here in Chicago six years ago. And that's when I started feeling my, my call during that retreat. I, I, I discovered what God uh, wants for me. Mm -hmm. So I still decided to to go to looking for actually what what is going to be my vocation, what God wants for me, and that's the way I, I started. I expressed it to my wife, and she she started praying for me. We started praying together, and that's that's how we started. And then here I am. Now, for both uh, Roberto and Manuel. For those that are watching on YouTube, we're seeing highlights here of the diaconate ordination from Saturday, May 14th. We see a picture here of Cardinal uh, Blaise Subic giving his homily or call to uh, the diaconate. And as you were coming down the aisle of the cathedral, for both of you, as you're walking toward the altar as the ceremony is beginning, Roberto, what was going through your mind? Uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of emotions that had built up over the last, uh, like we will say, month and a half prior to the day. Um, I started to experience a little bit of a losing my voice. <laughs> it was very, very, uh, very uh, unsettling some, at some point because the day of our graduation in Mandalay, I was coughing my lungs out. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a mask, but, you know, I, I was just not feeling good in that moment to drive. But then walking down in the island, the cathedral, uh, the people who had been part of the formation were always in my mind, uh, being standing up in there next to the altar. Uh, the people who prayed for us and, and the community, our deacons and their wives with their support, you know, uh, always there present. They were all in there. Uh, my wife and my son and my daughter were always there. And the people who uh, asked for prayers all along this time and this journey, and uh, we asked them to pray back for us. But one person in particular... <laughs> My sister came from Austin for the ordination, 
and her ticket had been changed by a mistake, uh, clerical mistake, and, and she um, called the airline to get it corrected, and the lady was like, well, we can't really do nothing, it's too short, that was the day before the donation, and then finally they were able to do it, and she says, but you're going to ask your brother, who's going to be a deacon, to pray for me when he's there, so... Ah. It, all those people were there in, in my mind and in, in my heart uh, thinking. Of it. But the people in our community, the sick people of our community, the people are homebound that are, were not able to make it. Uh, brothers on formation that were not there that day, uh, Andres Duarte, which is in the time before that was not in there, but they were all in our hearts. You know, many people who had been part of the journey from day one and lay leadership formation uh, uh, the first class teacher, Professor Jose Grau, uh, psychologist who did a great part of our formation, um, you know, all those people that were there and there, and mainly the people who, you know, run the Instituto de Liderazgo Pastoral, all the team from the directors and all the people helping us were all in my heart and my mind. So they were all present with you in spirit. Manuel, as you were coming down the aisle of the cathedral, like Roberto, what was going through your mind? It was like a, everything at the same time. See, see my family there. I still feel the happiness of my heart. The, I remember those moments when I walk in, walk into the altar and, and look to the pew and behind me, all the people support me. Um, members of the community be there. Uh, family from, uh, from my wife's side from coming from Tennessee used to, to be with us, it, I see and I feel it like I doing this to serving them. I, I belong to them now. I, I have to be 100% helping the, the people. It's, they support me a lot, a lot, always three years. Uh, they always pray for me. They always go for it. That's why you, that's what God want for you. That's how you feel it. Go for it. We support you. We support you all the time. It was all the prayers for everybody, my family, friends, all the community. All of them, it was in my heart and my mind. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, Roberto and Manuel, uh, was there a mentor you had in this journey that kind of walked with you or somebody that you really admired saying, you know, I want to be like them, or I want them to walk with me on this journey, Manuel. I think I I only don't. I got few people actually. My spiritual director, the one I have, it was really supporting. Um, my uh, my uh, is. Father Gary, on the last year of my formation, he was really supported. My other parishes, and when they left, they they support me a lot. They I I once like help. They help me, and they they teach me so many things that actually I was in the moments that I I was actually really needing. They was there for me. Beautiful. How they encouraged you? me to to keep going, to keep going, to don't give up, and. They was really, really, I appreciate all the words they tell me to during this process. How about for you, Roberto? Well, I have two 
role models that are always in you know in my mind through all this formation that would had been always very supportive which is deacon juan limon and deacon abundio valadez the two deacons in our parish in saint mary magdalene that had been there when it was originally saint benedict and now we have uh, two other deacons that larry palmer which was part of our community too but serving in the mission of our parish but these two deacons have uh, shown me always the love to the service the love to the ministry the quietness and the humble, uh, you know, attitude that you have to have in order to be a deacon. Uh, they don't aspire to nothing big. They just want to be there with the community and they are there with our community. So I think if there is people who inspire me is both of them. And I have to say, uh, Deacon Abundio Valadez lost his wife recently, you know, a couple of months ago, a few months ago. Uh, but his wife and Deacon Juan Limon's wife, Doña Olivia Limon, are beautiful people that were always there, always present, and always have what I need. I think is a need in our communities, a welcoming presence to everyone that shows up in, in our doors. Now, I don't mean this to be a, a tough, hard question. First of all, the program you were in to the diaconate, permanent diaconate, was it a four- or five-year program? Well, it begins with two years of lay leadership uh, formation, which is a regular lay formation, general uh, formation in different uh, a- aspects of, of uh, ministry, theology, and human development. But then it becomes a year of uh, discernment, and after that, three years of actual diaconate formation. Now, here's so, a hard question for Roberto, or, either for Roberto or Manuel, or for both of you, is when you're going through the entire program, did you ever have a moment that says, I quit? I'm stepping back. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Too much else going on in my life, with my family, with my job. Did you have those moments, Roberto? Um, I have to say that is there is a time when you have to discern, and I, I have, I did multiple times when I said, "Well, uh, am I doing this uh, for the right reasons? Uh, is it me that I want to be doing this, or is this actually called from from God to serve?" And and my wife and my kids were always helpful and centering. Prayer was always present and, and being able to do it. Uh, sometimes it's the challenge of time, how to distribute the time between mm-hmm. your personal needs and, and the ministry needs and the formation needs. I think that's what sometimes becomes a challenge, but the grace of God works. and That's the only reason we're here because of his grace. How about you, Manuel? Yes, uh, it was sometimes that actually, you know, like Roberto say, it's, it's time that we just decide and put in putting in prayers, you know, like it's actually, that's what I want as just because I just want it. It's, a, it's, a, it's for God calling me to do this. And especially with my little one, with my, with my little one, when I started this process, she was in seventh, seventh grade, but the good thing for her and I, and I'm so grateful to God, the, the last word she tell me and and one of those moments, she told me, "Is the time you don't give me, and you give me it to God, go for it." Whoa, what was and I got so happy for wow. it. And I was like, and I always remember those words. They actually say, "Thank you, thanks mm-hmm. God to put the, your eyes on me." What a beautiful note to end the program. Yeah. I want to thank in a very special way Manuel Ruiz and Roberto Reyes two of the newly latest permanent deacons ordained for the archdiocese. 
So, Manuel and Roberto, thank you for joining us. Our prayers are with you and your families and your communities that you serve. May God bless you for many, many years. You are listening to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi, we'll be back in a few minutes. Do not touch that dial.